Welcome to the fall 2020 premiere of this week in Muller Crusader Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and Let'sGoBigMo.com. I'm Jason Griefer. Good to be back with Moeller Athletic Director Mike Asbeck. Uh, Mike, it's obviously been a very, very unique time and a, and a very challenging time in a lot of different ways, and it seems like the only thing we know for sure right now is that nothing's for sure. But at least we have a fall sports schedule, and it looks like we're going to have a fall sports season. So can you give Crusader fans some insight on what it has taken to get this together logistically and tr so that we can have a sports season? Well, ironically, you know, we've, our coaches have been with our players since May and it's been, we've been able to do more this summer in prepping for a season that we weren't really sure of than we've been able to do in any other, any other summer in the history of Moeller High School because of all the restrictions that were lifted to give these kids an opportunity. It has been, uh, it has been really, uh, interesting um you know just the whole process because it seems like we take you know two steps forward one step back throughout the entire summer and then last thursday to be able to get information and some guidelines um to start moving forward was nice but it also put everybody in the pickle uh trying to get to to a situation where you could get information out get your facilities set up um and and make sure you're meeting guidelines and protocols um, so it has been it has been a challenge. I, our, our our kids, our coaches have been resilient, and uh, they're ready to go. And uh, we've got a busy weekend this upcoming weekend um, as we get things kicked off and get started. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, one of the teams that's actually been able to get their season going already that's the golf team. We talked with Coach Dunlap and your tri captains recently on the Back Nine podcast, which is available on all major podcast platforms. Uh, they've had some good results thus far uh, in the early stages of the season. Uh, in following the team, uh, how would you assess their play from your perspective? And maybe a second part to that, and you can go either way with this. Has it brought maybe for you maybe just a brief breather knowing that we have sports going at this point? Yeah, you know, when I talked to these guys early and then we had picture day and I was talking to them, they, they are, they are the, the, the beacon for getting things started. I mean, obviously golf's been going on for quite some time now. We're almost reaching mid-season point and um, they've been doing great. Coach John Lop has been doing great. And, and the interesting thing is, is, you know, every tournament seems to be a little different, you know, protocols, everybody, you know, the guidelines, you know, there, there's mandatory things and then there's suggested things. And so they've done a great job of adapting to that and getting us started off. I, I think, yes, when, when we got golf started, you know, and they took the non-contact point away from cross country, it kind of in the back of your mind from a department said, okay, we, we, we've got stuff that's going to be happening that we know of. Um, and uh, they've been they've done a great job of of kicking this off and um, and getting it going and, and and you know we had our Molar Invitational last weekend and they did a great job there um, so it, it is uh, it has been fun to see them you know we're starting school up this week it's going to kind of be fun to see them interact with their classmates as well and uh, be able to socially interact uh, which is I think as big a part as uh, being able to socially distance at times. How do you anticipate that going as, as far as that camaraderie? Because we've not had any of that. Nobody's really been able to kind of get together and really interact. How much do you think the the men of Moeller will embrace that once we uh, get going? Well, you know, you have to you, now. You have to turn. You have to be a social media expert now to find out any information. <laughs> and you know, it's sad because I, I've said in a number of interviews, you know, getting these kids into the building 
getting them socially interacting with each other is more important than anything else that's going on right now. Um, these guys, you know, again, uh, just being around each other, being able to have some to collaborate about what's going on with each other. And, you know, we're going to be limited moving forward with spectators and opportunities. And I'm sure we'll address that, but um, you know, the ability to be able to share some of those moments with their classmates in an unusual, awkward uh, situation with most uh, is going to be powerful and to be able to have announcements over the speakers at school in between classes or in before school and, and recognize guys in front of their peers is going to be important. And, uh, you know, hopefully as we progress and things move on and we start, you know, getting towards some more normalcy as we progress through the year, hopefully, yep. um, you know, it, it'll, it'll work itself out, but I think it's very important. And, uh, like I said, we're kicking school off, uh, with everybody on Wednesday here. And, uh, I think that'll be powerful. Well, you touched on it there just a moment. So, so let's go there. You talked about the the fact that you know fall sports are are now a go at this point. Obviously, things can change on a dime's notice, but there's going to be limited attendance. You know, there can only be so many people that are allowed to see these events. In kind of getting a vibe from around the Molar community, how has the community embraced that idea that you know the attendance is going to be limited? Everybody has to mask up. Everybody has to social distance at these events. What's been the vibe around the community? Well, it's tough to judge it right now because we just found out all these guidelines a couple of days ago. So we're still in place. I know there's frustration a little bit, you know, from our football schedule, you know, uh, being all away games from a varsity standpoint, you know, technically we don't have a home stadium. So in, in looking at the best opportunities for our guys, and we'll get information out to our community this week and it's going to be weekly basis, but yep. you know, um, you know, there are a lot of places from a rental opportunity did not want to take on the risk of bringing in outside schools and, or yep. it wasn't financially uh, responsible on our part mm -hmm. to pay some of the re requested rental fees that with limited crowds, um, we were also hampered by the backfield because it's one thing to play JV and freshman games out back, yeah. but to play a league varsity game or to play a traditional uh, local opponent out back with construction going on right now, which impacts our restroom facilities, which we have very limited. We don't have locker room space. Uh, we have a limited press box opportunity. Uh, and, and on top of it, if we were to play anything, a varsity type of game back there, we would have to severely limit um, those crowd opportunities. So now with the format that we've got with football in particular, you know, we're going to be able to play every Friday night. We're going to be under the lights. We're going to be somewhat local. Mm -hmm. And from the looks of things, it looks like at the minimum, our parents and even more, depending on the venue, will be able to get to watch our kids play every week. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big plus. And like I said, we'll get more information out in regards to all this uh, this week's and on a weekly basis as we move through. And then with soccer and as, as well. We are going to have home venue, home games here. We will be limited, you know, to a, to a, a certain amount of people per kid, uh, just based on our facility. And again, that information will be out this week as well as we prepare for this our opener out back against Mason this weekend. But it's been a challenge, you know. I think everybody's still digesting it. Um, we will have weekly updates. We will have information. It will vary from week to week depending on where we're playing, how we're playing, you know. Um, but the goal is to get these kids opportunities to play with their teammates, to give them opportunities to get filmed so they can get recruited um, and, and have as close to an experience as a, a high school, as a regular high school experience as possible. And then to have their parents have the opportunity to watch them play 
Um, and, you know, we're going to be doing some live stream opportunities as well um, that if, for those who can't make it or those who are out of town are going to be able to chime in as well. So I, to, back to the original question, yeah. I think we, everybody's still digesting the process. It's going to be a long process, but uh, a lot of factors will go along into a weekly basis uh, of getting that information out. Absolutely. So obviously, as we said, things can still change. And uh, obviously, you want to stay tuned to uh, letsgobigmo.com to uh, keep up with that. Let's move on and uh, let's talk about one of your other teams that's getting ready to get started as well. And, and that's cross country. And you know, it's it's been interesting, you know, in, in seeing how a lot of teams have been able to uh, prepare for a season. Some teams have been limited, maybe perhaps cross country they can have more of a normal uh, season. And of course, this Friday, you've got the, the primetime invitational coming up, which is one of the coolest things, I think, in high school sports. You know, the kids get the chance to run underneath the, under the lights there. Uh, for you, how was that for you to see that opportunity for, you know, th- these runners to get out there and get that kind of spotlight? Well, it has become one of the premier, if not the premier cross-country event in the state. And I'm happy You know, Charlie Lytle and David Pranger and Jerry DeCristoforo and our coaching staff uh, have done a great job in prepping for this event for Friday night. And the fact that we're able to do it, we're going to put it on, we're going to have it, um, is a testament to those guys and and putting it all the effort and detail to make sure we're following the guidelines and everything that needs to be in play. Um, And then also Christ Church and Mason for allowing us to have it there has been great. But we are, you know, we we've got protocol where we've added races. It's extending a little bit later in the evening uh, due to that. But I, I would tell you, you know, we're also going to live. I, th- I believe there's going to be an opportunity that um, that might be live streamed through a school opportunity mm-hmm. um, to kind of just watch that event happen. But I, I think, um, you know, these guys are going to have a great op- great chance Friday night to get up there and compete. Um, and the schools that are going to be joining us are going to have that as well. And I'm very excited for this opportunity. And like I said, this, this is going to be a really busy weekend for Moeller athletics. And uh, you know, that this is a big part of it and we're, we're excited to not have to skip a year and be able to maintain it. Yeah, no doubt. And and for fans out there who want to follow along with the primetime invitational, you can actually follow it and keep up with the updates and everything that like that over at molar.org slash PTI. That'll be where you can keep up with everything going on with that. Have live results, everything that you'll need to keep up with that. So get a molar.org slash PTI uh, this coming Friday night to keep up with that. Let's move over uh, on to one of the other uh, events that's getting going this weekend. You touched on just a moment ago. Let's talk about your soccer team. And, uh, boy, this is about as big of a turnover as I can remember for a high school team. Uh, Fifteen seniors have moved on. You lose your – best underclassman in Cade Tepe, who's now playing at FC Cincinnati uh, Academy. You know, you've had a ton of success lately, three straight league titles, you know, maybe didn't get as far as you would have liked in the state tournament a year ago, but with everything that has gone on and all of the changes and you back, you practically have a brand new varsity roster this season. How, how would you say coach Welker has handled all these changes and with all these changes, have the expectations changed within the program? The uh, coach Welker's handed it, and his staff have handled it outstanding. They've done an outstanding job. I don't think the expectations ever change. You know, our expectations are to compete at the highest level and put our kids in position to be successful and win. Simple. Um, so that that I think that has been instilled in the guys who are now taking the lead with the team and who are now going to uh, 
get things rolling. I mean, you know, again, having limited scrimmages, we were able to head over to Turpin this past Saturday and have a scrimmage there. I think Coach Welker and the other guys, other levels were happy with the performance of the guys. But, you know, they're going to be right at it. Uh, we also we actually open up tomorrow night at Sycamore, but having Mason here, that it doesn't get it. it you know, it's, the schedule is top that's a big class. one. We play a lot of the top area schools. Yeah, and uh, you know, listen, the ex, and I think what's happened is is that last year's senior group and the groups that came before them set the tone for the underclassmen and what the expectations of this program have become, and that is to to compete and to challenge. And uh, I'm confident that you know tomorrow night and moving into the weekend, these guys are going to be ready to go and they're going to compete, and uh, they're going to hold up the tradition that Coach Welker's established and, uh, and the, the, the guys who have come before them have established as we move forward in this fall. He's got a good tradition going there. And uh, finally, let's move on to the football field where your new head coach, Mark Elder, is trying to establish a tradition all of his own. And uh, it's been a unique challenge, obviously, for him. You know, a new man on the job, he, coming from the college ranks to, to Moeller to take over this program. Uh, we talked to him on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago and talking about kind of how everything has gone for him. And he's just said, you know, tell me what I can work with. And that's what I, and that's what I'll go with. What has impressed you the most about how he has handled all of this uncertainty? You know, he, he may go one way and then you have to call him or, or shoot him a text, say, Hey, now this is on, or now this is off there. How has he handled all that? Well, it's still kind of fluid, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's done an outstanding job of, of staying focused on the task. And you're right, he's coming from the college ranks, but he's adapted very well to our, the high school kids. And, you know, he has expectations and it's about expectations and accountability. And I think he's established that with the team. They, we have high, high expectations and he expects accountability. And I think the leaders and the seniors and the captains now uh, have bought into that. You know, our schedule, uh, you know, within the last two weeks, has probably changed six or seven times. Yeah. He mentioned in the podcast, our week one has really changed mm -hmm. uh, four times in the last two weeks. So, uh, you know, just looking for opportunities that would make sense. And when league started, you know, doing league only and everything, it kind of threw a monkey wrench into everything, but he's been, he's been straight and narrow the whole time, staying focused on what we can, what we can control and that's ourselves and preparing us to play. And obviously now we have a week one opponent, and uh, we're going to be going up to Bishop Hartley on Friday night. And it's going to be a challenge, but I think what, what he's instilled is, is, is confidence, character, accountability, and I think that's very powerful. And uh, I think, you know, we'll have some adjustments and I'm sure some bumps in the road, mm -hmm. but uh, I think these guys are eager to play. They're eager to play for each other, and they're eager to get out there and uh, represent Moeller on Friday night. You touched on something It's uh, a good point there and very unique in that – most schools around the area have decided for football, they're going league only. That's different for you because it's a four-team league. So you only have three opponents, which means you have to go fill the other three weeks. And as we talked about on the podcast and as you just touched on, that is the week one changed from one team to the next, to the next, to the next. Can you take us kind of through that, how you went about trying to fill those first three weeks of the schedule and all of the changes that seemingly came from everywhere all the time? Well, Coach Elder can tell you there were probably two or three separate occasions where we sat down and we, we, I thought it was final. I thought we had a final setting only to get a phone call the next day and say, hey, we, we've got to do this. The problem is contracts became void. All contracts became void. Mm -hmm. So everybody was, you know, out for their own. And I don't blame anybody 
because you, and same with me, I, we, I was looking for opportunities that were solid for our guys to be able to play six weeks leading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we were able to have five of those six schools are Catholic schools. And the other one is, is, is East central, which is, you know, very somewhat local. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm excited about the opportunities are going to get. It was very frustrating. It was, you know, um, you know, we, there were oftentimes we were figuring out, you know, can we get five games? How can we work with five? There were times when we were looking at how, how do we manage a four games schedule mm-hmm. just because opportunities were very limited, but how it ended up turning out, you know, it, it, it's probably still going to be one of the toughest schedules in the state. I mean, Bishop Hartley's one of the probably, if not the top division three, one of the top division three teams in the state, East centrals, everybody knows they're really good in Indiana and Trinity, I think they're even ranked in the nation this year. So, yeah. um, and then we have our league play. But I, I think once we got it finalized last week, and we're from a from coach's standpoint, was able to kind of start focusing on now. This is what it looks like. This is how it's going to be. And the big opportunity I think was to get Friday night games. Yeah. So, uh, it really throws a monkey wrench into it, where you're going to Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Friday. Um, it kind of throws everything off. So the fact that we can now be playing Friday nights under the lights. And we can have that same cycle, uh, you know, through week seven, hopefully through weeks eight, nine, and ten. Yep. Um, we'll be good from a from a schedule managing standpoint, from a schedule, uh, from a week to week standpoint for these guys. And, and talking about that, you know, you've got the six regular season games and the one at least the one guaranteed playoff game. Hopefully, there's a lot more. But uh, you know, if if by chance, you know. Maybe week seven, you're knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Have you? Do you have contingency plans to try to add games after that point to get your guys some more games? Yeah, certainly on the lower levels, uh, we are going to work on getting. Uh, we look at week seven, eight, nine, and ten uh, for lower levels opportunities uh, for teams who local teams that are still wishing to play those, mm-hmm. and certainly varsity. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I know we want to provide our guys with the most opportunities to compete. Um, and uh, if that is something that works out and we can want to do that work, that is definitely on the table. And I think as we progress and we see where those, how we, how the weeks kind of move forward and especially after week seven, you know, opportunities that present themselves, you know, who knows what they may be, but I think there'll be a number of them out there. Well, at least we have what we have right now and uh, folks can check out the full fall slate on let's go big uh, Mike, great catching up with you once again. And uh, as we get into this, we'll hopefully be talking less about a pandemic and more about the individual and team stars in this uh, fall season. I look forward to it, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. That is Moeller Athletic Director Mike Asby joining us for the fall 2020 premiere of this week in Moeller Crusader Sports here on Let'sGoBigMo.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.